Welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's January 31st, 2021, and this is episode 62. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all having a nice weekend. This weekend, I guess technically yesterday, January 30th, marks the third anniversary of of uh, my website, of moviespastandpresent.com, and and uh, the third anniversary of the, of the blog. So, happy third anniversary to me. Thank you, uh, really mostly to you, for, for, for listening, for your support, for your feedback, and for our common interests and love uh, of the movies. So, new in theaters this weekend is, again, not much. Uh, a couple of comeback classics, though, that you might want to be aware of. Uh, given that Groundhog Day is happening this week, uh, Groundhog Day is back in theaters. <laughs> the great 1993 movie with, with Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Uh, it's just one of the great romantic comedies, I think, of the 90s. And and such a funny movie, and actually quite a poignant movie. So if if uh, you're not interested in seeing that in the theater, you, uh, maybe you know I think there's a lot of options where you could stream where you could stream that or rent it. Um, so so uh, check out Groundhog Day <laughs> if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it for a, for a while. Uh, also uh, back in theaters is is the is the football drama. Remember the Titans. That stars Denzel Washington, so uh, I think that's that's the uh, the bone that Disney is throwing us uh, to to you know to go see a movie in the theater. I also think that The Emperor's New Groove from Walt Disney Animation Studios still might be playing in some select theater, so so you might want to check that too. Um, speaking of Denzel Washington, um, one movie that actually is new in theaters. But it also is playing uh, on HBO Max because this is a Warner Brothers release, and you know Warner Brothers through this year through twenty twenty one is releasing their new films day and day, both on HBO Max and in theaters. Is a crime drama called The Little Things, and uh, The Little Things, as we mentioned, stars Denzel Washington. It also stars Rami Malek um, and Jared Leto. In in uh, in this psychological thriller, it's it's written and directed by John Lee Hancock, and uh, it's about this uh, sheriff or deputy sheriff that played by Denzel Washington, who was living in this rural California town, and he gets sent to Los Angeles um, for what should have been a quick evidence gathering assignment, and uh, instead he gets involved with with a murder investigation that uh that the character played by Rami Malek who's the um 
um, who's a sergeant there at, at the Los Angeles um, Sheriff's Department, uh, pull, pulls him into. Um, Leto plays a real creepy, uh, creepy suspect. Um, but anyway, I, I watched this movie on, on HBO Max, and I didn't love it. It wasn't you know necessarily my thing. Again, great actors, right? And then I also think John Lee Hancock is a very competent director. He directed uh, The Blind Side. It stars Sandra Bullock. Um, Saving Mr. Banks, which is that which was that interesting film about the crea- the uh, development of the Mary Poppins film at at, at Walt Disney Studios. Um, he directed The Founder, which is about. Uh, Ray Kroc and McDonald's that started Michael Keaton. Anyway, you know, he's, he's a very good, I think he's a very good director. Uh, it's, it's basically trying to be a modern day film noir. And in some ways it succeeds. The creepiness level was, was quite high, particularly with, with the Jared Leto character. And, um, you know, always in film noir, the, uh, the, the characters, particularly if they're involved in law enforcement or their detectives or whatever, they, uh, they're very conflicted and, and, and their devotion to, to, uh, truth and righteousness, I guess we'll say is somewhat ambiguous. So I know that's what makes it interesting, but, um, you know, not necessarily my thing. You might like it more than I did, but Hey, I was able to watch it on HBO max. So there you go. Um, the little things is rated R for violent and disturbing images, language and full nudity. So, uh, anyway, you got some options if you wanted to mask up and go, and go to, go to the movie theater. going to be interesting to see what happens during uh, the traditional Hollywood award season. You know, from like January through, I swear, like April, um, all they do is just seem to congratulate themselves on on uh, on their work. Some of it is, is deserved and some of it you just kind of have to roll your eyes. But, uh, you know, the, the rules have changed because of because of COVID and because so many movies didn't get released. And so, uh, I believe that the Oscars are still happening, but later, and they've, they've also changed their deadline from like the end of December to the end of February for when, you know, when, when the movie's got to be at least have spent a week in the theater, in the theater to be considered, uh, eligible. And there's also some other stuff going on. But anyway, uh, the American film Institute or also known as AFI, they, uh, not that they're going to necessarily have a formal award show like the, uh, like the Oscars, but they put out, a um, uh, a, a cool list of their, their, um, their 2020 movies of the year. And I've got, I'll put a link to this, uh, page in the, in the podcast notes on my blog, but they have, Listed ten movies, actually is eleven um, that they're calling their movies of the year, and so I'm just list these for you, and then uh, you can uh, 
maybe try to try to check them out. I know I'm going to try to make sure I've watched, I've watched many of them, but not necessarily, not all of them yet. Um, but I'll just go down this list. And so I think, and I believe this list is in alphabetical order. Um, they've got the five bloods, uh, which is, you know, D is in Delta, A is in Alpha, Duh, Five Bloods, which is a Spike Lee joint that was on Netflix. And it's about uh, black uh, Americans that are also Vietnam vets. And I think they go back to Vietnam. I've heard that this is a very good film. And so um, I've got Netflix again. So I, you know, I might, I might check it out. It might be a little too gruesome for me, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, next up is Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think is played at some film festivals, and then it also is is opening up in wide release in February, and I believe I've got it on my calendar. It's yeah, it's February twelfth, and uh, it's going to be on HBO Max and in theaters. It's one of those those day and date releases um, that Warner Brothers is doing that we just talked about. Um, then. Uh, there's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is currently on Netflix. I haven't watched that one yet, but um, but I think it's 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 gotten good reviews. I think that it's probably it's a real acting toward a force. Uh, Viola Davis plays the lead role, and Chadwick Boseman in his final film role, I think, supposedly just delivers a real knockout performance in it too. So he plays a musician in the band. Um, next film is Mank, and, um, Mank is on Netflix. Mank is about, uh, I think it's Herbert Mankiewicz, who is the, who was the screenwriter of Citizen, the film Citizen Kane. And so it's filmed in black and white from, uh, director David Fincher. And, I started watching Mank, and I didn't finish it. It's on, just to mention, it's on Netflix, and I'll see if I can, if I can, if I can finish it. I just wasn't really grooving on it, um, but we'll see if I can give it, give it another shot. <laughs> Be a little more objective about it. Um, next up is a film called Minari. Now, Minari, I think, also had played at some film festivals. And I think it's it's scheduled to open up in in February. Uh, yeah, I think actually it opens up on February twelfth too in theaters uh, nationwide. It might be playing already in uh, some other places where again where theaters are open, but but I think it was wide release um, to theaters that are open on 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 February twelfth. And it's it's a film about. If, if I'm not mistaken about Korean immigrants coming to the U.S., it's gotten rave reviews. I'm excited to see it. Um, next up is Nomadland, and this is a this this I think also has played in the, the festival circuit. Uh, it stars Frances McDormand as as a, as a, a a woman who I think is in like lives out of her RV and is traveling across America, and. I saw that Nomadland is actually playing in in our local, at least here in Salt Lake City, in our local IMAX theater, and uh, that it opened up this weekend. 
So I don't know how long it's going to be scheduled to play, but we're at least getting it in IMAX, and then I think it opens widely in February, too, just in, just in you know, regular theaters. I mean, February is tomorrow. But, but uh, so anyway, something to look out for. I, I think February 19th is the date that No Man Land uh, opens up. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I've, I've heard Ray reviews about it too. Uh, One Night in Miami. Uh, that's, that is um, one a film I just, I just watched it too um, a few days ago. That's on Netflix. That's the movie. It's it's directed by Regina King, and it stars or it's 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 a it's a fictional setting, uh, in, in like a kind of a what if? What if there was an evening where Muhammad Ali, I guess you know Cassius Clay, um, Malcolm X, the singer Sam Cooke, and then Jim Brown, the NFL star and uh, also the actor. All got together, and so it's it, you know there, there, there's some real drama to it. But it's terrific acting and really a smart script by by uh, screenwriter Kemp Powers, and um, I, you know I think I think it's worth seeing. It really is an interesting uh, treatise on 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 Black America then and and now. Uh, Speaking of Kent Powers, the next film on the AFI movies of the year list is is Soul from Pixar Animation Studios. Kent Powers wrote that screenplay and was 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 a co-director of this of the film, and uh, also co-directed by by uh, the Pixar great uh, Pete Doctor. But Soul's on Disney Plus, and and uh, I'm glad to see it got it got it got a shout out. You know, I know that it's not everybody's favorite film uh i quite liked it i can't say i just loved it but but uh i, I also i'm gonna need to watch it again and i can because it's on disney plus so awesome um all right next up is sound of metal oh you know what i think i just need to mention go back one night in miami uh if i'm not mistaken that's on amazon prime if I said Netflix, I'm sorry. I'm at Amazon Prime on One Night in Miami because this next film, Sound of Metal, is also on uh, Amazon Prime. That's Sound of Metal is the film with with uh, um, uh, Riz Ahmed where he plays the uh, punk rock drummer who starts to go deaf. And and uh, anyway, again, Ray reviews and I've got to watch it. Um, last one on this list of the 10 is the trial of the Chicago seven, which is on Netflix directed by Aaron Sorkin. And it's, it's talking about, uh, this group, um, that protested, uh, at the democratic national convention in Chicago in the 1960s. And it's well-made. I won't be surprised if it does well in this unusual award season <laughs> that, that we're about to embark on for, for, uh, for films. But that's one you can see on Netflix. One final thing that they added when I said that there were 11 films. The 11th film that the AFI um, awarded as, as one of their movies of the year. is a special award for Hamilton. So again, just the wonderful musical from Lin-Manuel Miranda, which has been a theatrical, you know, Broadway smash and everywhere else it plays. Uh, 
and then they put it on Disney Plus this summer as I think kind of a COVID gift to all of us to have something to watch. So uh, anyway, uh, the AFI 2020 Movies of the Year, again, I'll put a link to the, to this on uh, in the podcast notes on my blog. For this month's three by director, you know, three by is my series that I do monthly where I pick uh, a director whose whose work I respect or I want to learn more about, and and I watch three of of the director's films. So uh, this month's director is Nancy Myers. Nancy Myers is one of the most successful, at least you know, from box office receipts um, directors working in America. And and uh, she's got a really distinctive style, which I find very appealing and, and very comforting. She's she's she does great romantic comedies that are really focused on grown ups and grown up situations, and and uh, uh, I've just again uh, admired admire her work. So uh, she she was born in 1949, uh, grew up in in uh, Philadelphia. And then uh, she's she's been a screenwriter. Her first screenplay that that she worked on was for the Goldie Hawn comedy Private Benjamin that was released in 1980. Uh, and then she married a, a dude named Charles Shire, and they collaborated collaborated on some films together. I think probably most notably in the, with their collaboration, they they uh, did those. Um, Father of the Bride remakes that starred Steve Martin and Diane Keaton and Kimberly Williams Paisley. I think Martin Short shows up in those, but though you know those were those were uh, uh, fun. She and Charles Shire have since divorced, uh, and um, and then she's been she's been directing films uh, on her own. The uh, um, the first film that I picked uh, from her work, and this is the first film that she directed by herself after her divorce, was the remake of Disney's The Parent Trap. And uh, that, as you may recall, film starred Lindsay Lohan, a very cute and young Lindsay Lohan, as, as the twin, as, you know, playing these twins, that meet up at camp after having been, been, been separated at birth when the parents got divorced. Um, the parents in this film are played by Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson. And, um, you know, the, the, I, you know, nobody loves to remake films more than, more than the Disney studios, but, uh, and the 1961 parent trap is pretty great. If you've never seen it, it's the one that stars Haley Mills uh and Brian Keith, Marino Hara, I mean it's really it's 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 pretty great. Um but I think Nancy Myers really brought a very distinctive touch to to this to this particular remake. And you know and she even though it's it's a remake, but she made it her own. Uh 
one one hallmark of Nancy Myers films is that the stuff that I've read and I agree is that she always puts her characters, particularly you know her lead characters, in these incredibly beautiful homes, and you know probably many of them are just are film sets, but they they are so inviting. It's a place that you you know you w- would want to live in, and and uh, and this was no exception. Um, I mean, one thing I love about the 1961 Parent Trap is that uh, Brian. Well, actually, they've all they both 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 uh, couples have a you know have, have or both excuse me the spouses the the ex husband and wife have got such great residences, particularly Brian Keith's residence, his you know his his uh, kind of ranch house. But uh, anyway, same thing here. Uh, you know. Dennis Quaid's kitchen is just like you would just never want to leave that that, that house, uh, but still, it just you know, I think it's a really charming, charming, charming remake and charming film, and it's available on Disney Plus if you haven't if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it for a while. I think checking out Nancy Myers' The Parent Trap is, uh, you know, could definitely be be uh, worth your while. Uh, the next film of hers I picked. Which was one I had seen when it came out in the theaters, and I haven't seen it for a long time, but I loved rewatching it. Was Something's Got to Give from 2003. This is a romantic comedy that stars Jack Nicholson and and Diane uh, Keaton. Jack Nicholson plays this this eternal bachelor. He's just this, you know, uh, and he's he's well into his 50s if not in his 60s i can't remember if they say his age in this film or not but he is no spring chicken um but he's got he's got a real taste for young women and so he's dating um he's dating uh you know this 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 uh this young woman that is that is played by uh amanda pete and uh Amanda Pete takes him to their family, uh, I guess like their beach house. Uh, and it looks to me, they might say where it is. It looks to me, I don't know if it's, if it's on Long Island or if it's in a place like Martha's Vineyard. Anyway, again, it's the, it's a house that you just want to like live in, right? Just this, this beautiful environment again. This is particularly this incredible kitchen that, that Nancy Myers has in all of her films. But, uh, Diane Keaton plays the mother of 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 this young woman that that you know who the Jack Nicholson character is dating, and um, Jack Nicholson character uh, has a heart attack, and, and uh, they rush him to the hospital, and uh, anyway, it's he he ends up staying in this beach house, and Diane Keaton kind of helps him you know helps him get back to get back to health so we get back to new york and they end up they end up uh starting to fall in love with each other and and it's she's she's uh, a long time uh divorced and 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 is going through her own set of of, of, of emotional issues you know still dealing with that and then he's just been a jerk you know and just how he's and then he's finally met uh and is starting to fall in love with 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 uh, a woman closer to his age but who's also you know very accomplished and 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 uh and real 
this is, I think, such an excellent uh, film, a wonderful romantic comedy that um, that's again just made for grown-ups. And and uh, I I uh, I I think something's got to give is just is absolutely terrific. So another one to consider if you've never seen it. Uh, I believe I rented it off of Apple uh, uh, Apple iTunes. But uh, it's yeah, it's a winner. Something's got to give. So the final uh, of the three films I picked of, of Nancy. Mars was one I hadn't seen. It's it, it came out in two or 2015. It's called The Intern, and it stars Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. And this the it's a really got an interesting uh, premise. So uh, Robert De Niro plays a widower who uh, is is you know. A very functional. He's just a very healthy, functioning person. I mean, he misses he misses his wife terribly, but uh, he's 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 a, just a decent, good good man. And uh, he replies to this. There's there's this request that goes out that he's you know that he sees that um, of a of a clothing website that is looking for older interns and he's got time and availability and he's just kind of like, you know, what the heck? And, uh, so he signs up, uh, or he throws his hat in the ring to get this internship, um, at this internet startup company that's run by Anne Hathaway. So Anne Hathaway plays this, this, uh, businesswoman who's very much kind of a type a person, but compassionate and really capable. Uh, she's she's uh, also married and has a has a young child, uh, and her husband is staying home and being uh, Mr. Mom. So so uh, this movie really, you know, I to me I I always and just maybe the way that the preview played and. It, uh, again, I, I I missed it in theaters, and it wasn't so much that oh, like I didn't want to see it or that it looked bad. It's just like one of those that you just miss, you know. And uh, but again, and I also thought I was just going to be given the title, and the focus of it is it was going to be a Robert De Niro. Really, this is this movie is about Anne Hathaway's character for the most part. I mean, even though they both share a lot of screen time, but Anne Hathaway's got to figure some stuff out. Uh, her 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 marriage is going through some issues. Uh, she's wondering because of that if she needs and 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 I think some of her investors or some of her management team is wondering if maybe they need to bring somebody else in to run the company and then she can focus on doing some other other things. Um, she really doesn't want an intern, but but one of her coworkers thinks that she needs one. And it turns out that Robert De Niro is just the guy for the job because in a way he becomes, I mean, sort of a father figure. It never gets creepy, but he's just, again, he's a good man who, who helps her. He tells her the truth and, and, uh, you know, she becomes a better 
leader and really a, a better a better human being because of it. Uh, I uh, the both the, the actors are so good. I mean Robert De Niro, hello, and then you know I think Anne Hathaway is terrific too, and and together the, they 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 really you know do do uh, well. Um, of course, it's got the signature, the beautiful interiors <laughs> that are part of a Nancy Myers film. Um, but again, this film is less romantic comedy and more of a kind of a, a, an exploration of a of a modern workplace, and then and then kind of the impact of of modern relationships uh, within this within this context, and it. Um, this one was a little more hit and miss, frankly, for me. I just didn't think everything really landed. Uh, and some stuff like, you know, again, was the pacing was a little weird. Uh, some, some aspects of it were a little jarring and seemed out of place. Uh, while others fit just, you know, perfectly. And I thought were really resonated with me, uh, you know, mentally and emotionally. Uh, I love the character arc of, of, for Anne Hathaway's character in particular. And also just so nice to, uh, you know, I just don't think that, that, that we give our, our elders in, in our, you know, in American society enough respect. And I, I love how, you know, Anne Hathaway's character comes to realize the wisdom of 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 this you know man who's you know serving as as her quote unquote intern, but honestly he's really more of a you know a mentor and a coach, and and uh, again what a what a what a blessing it is in our lives to have these you know adults that have experience and can teach us and and wouldn't it benefit us all you know and I'm speaking to myself. Uh, to to respect them more and to listen to them more. So that part I really liked. Again, little un uneven uneven script and some, some some weird stuff that happens, but still still in a lot of ways a good film. And again, I just just came away just be, feeling just a lot of respect for for uh, Nancy Myers and and her work. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the Movies Past and Present podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. Also, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at moviespap, as in past and present. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week whether they be from the past or present. And until next time, thanks for listening. Be safe and dedicate yourself to the truth.